What up, guys? It's Jordan. We are back with another episode, and we know we missed last week. Ross was out of town. I was out of town. But we're going to talk about what we were doing last week. Great stories on this podcast. Plus, we're going to talk about Roe versus Wade and what it means from here on out. But before we get to the podcast, don't forget, leave a review. Also, share the podcast. And also, if you haven't checked out our Fearless community, check it out. Click the link in the description. This is the Speak Truth Without Fear podcast. Yo, 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 what's good? We are back with another episode of Speak Truth Without Fear. Come on, Ross. Fear. Thank another you, Ross one. Another one. Another one. Na, 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 na. Dude, it's good to be back, bro. What, it'll be two weeks since we did one together? Two weeks. Two yeah, weeks. two weeks. And two weeks in this world feels like three days, man. Everything's going yeah, so fast. Last... Oh, we, did, we didn't have a podcast last week because we were all, you were out of town, I was out of town. Where were you, Ross? You were you I was were in, in the city that I was a week after after me. I was in New York City for uh, doing the. They brought me and my wife in uh, out to come do stand up comedy at the Children's Health Defense uh, for a fundraiser. Fundraiser, you know. Yep. And uh, and then they also had Pride Week that week in New York City, right outside of the hotel. So me and Alex Stein, who was also there <laughs> to do uh, the stand up comedy, uh, me and him went out. And just had a time, bro. I put on my blue wig, and I showed up to throw up. How? You know, bro, <laughs> it was so funny, man. And just there were so many times where we were like, so. I saw I saw those videos this morning for the first time because I know you just released them. And I mean, you got the blue wig out. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the video, you guys got to check out Ross. I rolled up my shirt because I knew I'd fit right in, bro. Dude, I can't tell you, you how you had. You had your shirt rolled up all the way up to like your your chest, right? As if it was like just, a makeshift shirt bra, you like them girls yes. do from like when we were twelve, you know? <laughs> yes. Uh, and then they were like, "What's your name?" You're like Star with two R's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to rumble. Bro, it was so funny, man. They were they all uh, just. It was so fun though, to be honest with you, man. I just had so much fun, just like. I mean, I felt terrible for a lot of the people that were there because there's just like, I mean, so many confused people. And, you yeah. know, some of them weren't that confused. But like, I mean, many times I would ask him, I'd be like, hey, did you see that guy's butt right there? How he's got a thong on? There was a kid right here that just saw that. Do you think that's weird? And they'd be like, it's Pride Week, dude. Whatever goes. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, man, come on, you know. Like, but that was the point. We went there to be like, let me see. And, but what was funny, bro, is many of them hated Biden. Really? Yes, bro. Many of them were like, Biden's an idiot. A lot of them were even like, bring Trump back. Yeah, I saw <laughs> the the black. There was a black girl. Yeah. Um, that yeah. was in that video that you posted, and she's like, "Don't get mad at me, but I kind of miss Trump." Yeah. And this is like, these are all people out. And in she Pride thought he was Week. homophobic and racist after that, but she still was like, "I miss Trump." So she thought in her head wrongly that he was homophobic and racist, right? And she was still like, "I miss Trump." And what's crazy is they're saying this even right after Roe versus Wade. Right. Which Trump is the reason why, you know, putting these conservative judges. So you would think in a time right after Roe versus Wade, you know, gets overturned, 
and it's Pride Month, that the majority of the people yeah you would have would the be utmost out animosity the... towards anything in New York City in New York City. in New York City like one of the most liberal cities in the entire world right and and you have people at Pride Month saying they miss and it was a black lady at Pride Month I mean yeah the minority of minorities of minorities misses Trump. Yep. That's crazy, bro. That's it was a crazy that's, time. It was in a, it, I had a good time, bro. And I loved New York City. Straight up loved it, bro. I don't a, love the first prices time? for stuff. Yeah, very first time. I didn't love the prices at restaurants. Everything's $32. Any kind of entrees, 32 bucks somehow. Yeah. I don't I don't get that because I'm just not about that, but you can go right out on the street and get a nice halal you know, chicken yeah. chicken over rice, Like bro. one of those side carts. Yes, side where it's carts. all spicy and it's like foreign food yeah. and it's eight bucks. Bro, yeah. all day. All day. <laughs> bro, I was just I was just enthralled. Now the question is, we know you're a big hungry uh, Little <sighs> Caesars pizza man. Yes, you know me and pizza, my very first love. I went to uh, Joe's Pizza number one. Joe's Pizza Number Two, which is the two locations that have really high ratings. I went to John's of Bleecker Street, which is the number one barstool sports place, or whatever. Okay. I went to a couple other ones that I can't remember. So you went to like three or four pizza joints. The top. While you were I there. went to the top. I, I went. I went to actual Dave Portnoy's app from Barstool. That's one bite. Oh, that's app. cool. He's got an app called One Bite where he's got all the pizza ranked, and so does the community together. I went to the top three best places that everybody basically had, mostly. I missed one or two because there's like seven there, but I hit like three of them, and I get it. I get it. I understand why the pizza's better. I understand why, like, what they're going for. They want that sweet sauce, and they want that crunch, that crisp. Like, you know when you got a crisp piece of lettuce on your burger and you bite and you hear the lettuce snap and you know it's safe to pull away because the bite is complete. That's what yeah. they want on the bottom of the pizza. And if you can get that sweet sauce and not a lot of flop, you know what I'm saying, then you've got some winning pizza and throw some throw some basil on it or whatever. So I had great pizza, bro. The pizza was wonderful. I loved it. Um, I understand why it's, why it's the king of pizza. Um, I don't think there's something in the water that makes it significantly better, but I will say this. There is a distinct, distinct smell in New York City. Everywhere yeah. you go, there's this weird, sweet kind of smell that does seem like it's the water systems, like the sewers and stuff like that. Now, there's also other Sewage. incredibly unique, unique Disgust smells. Bro, disgusting smells. You, if you walk 100 feet in New York City, you'll hit a cologne waft, at one point, you'll hit an absolute, that's definitely a piss smell waft. You'll hit a garbage smell waft, and then you'll hit a delicious food smelling waft. And then probably some rotted stuff somewhere waft. And then yeah. nothing for a couple seconds and some diesel fuel. But it's like, it's great and terrible. That's what I'll say about New York City, yeah. bro. It's great and terrible. I love the subways. I love the big buildings. I love the people. I was riffing with everybody, bro. Walking yeah. by the food carts. You got the best one. This dude says he's got the best one. Why is yours <laughs> the best? Is it really going to be better? It's my first time here. Look at me. I'm experienced with food. Don't lie. You know, and they're just, they play along, bro. They're just ready to play. And I just yeah. love that about city people, man. They were just significantly more ready to play. Yeah, you well, it's, it's, I wouldn't even say it's city people. It's New York City, bro. It's the Northeast city. Like a lot of those cities, they're like when you're if you're at a pizza joint and you're taking too long and there's a line, the owner would be like, "Yo, get out the way, get the f out of the way, or damn order." I remember one time I was I was taking too long, and you know he said that, and I was like, I, I was like, okay, I'll just get a you know I'll get a pizza, I will get a pepperoni pizza. Can I get a side of ranch? He goes, 
You want to put that shit on my pizza? You want to ruin my pizza? Get out of here. I'm not, I'm not giving you an order. I was like, okay, fine, fine. No ranch, no ranch. He goes, okay, fine. Like, I mean, that's how New York City is. It's like, it's their way or the highway. Kick rocks, dude. I just, I watched the dude from John of Bleecker Street Pizza, which is like the number one pizza in all of New York City. I watched him during Pride. All these kids kept coming up to the door and being like, hey, how long's the wait? And he's like, we don't estimate. Or whatever, because I had ordered on I had ordered on the phone. I was like, "What's up, bro? I just need a large pie, large cheese. Let's go. I'll be there in five minutes or whatever, ten minutes." He was like, "Awesome, whatever." And then I just see all these people coming up to me. How long's the wait? And he's just like, "We don't estimate." And then somebody else comes up. How long's the wait? We don't estimate. And he's like, "Can you can you give me a ballpark? Is it like an hour, or like eight minutes? You think anything in between there?" He's like, "We don't estimate." He just was hundred <laughs> percent. He was in a bad mood and ready to share it. And I just love that that you're yeah. allowed to be a dick because it's New York City. Exactly. Go away. I don't need you. I don't care about you. Go away. Yeah. I was doing what I was doing before you came here. I'll be doing what I'm doing when you're gone. Exactly. Anyway, anyway. I loved it, bro. Had a good time. I really felt like I made some big uh some big waves out there and I loved it. I'm excited to do more. So what what was some of the things? I mean, it's it's Pride Month, the end of the Pride Month. We got what two days left. Um, you know, what were some of the big takeaways? Cause this is the first time that you went into the streets. You're having conversations with people, not even just people, but the other side, like we're talking the extreme of the other side. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what well, was some one of those the, takeaways? I mean, some of the takeaways are, is that they have, so race Marxism has worked its way into pretty much all of them. Um, you know, everything's a construct. So nothing is not, everything is nothing. Right. The only reason you think what you think is because you were born into a white supremacist uh, world and lens and worldview. And so really, in order for you to know what real truth actually is, you have to dismantle all of that. And that's 20 years of you doing that. So you might as well. And the only people that can interpret whether you're doing it right and believe in the right stuff are the newest prophets of that religion, which is all these people that are professors and stuff and nobody else. So basically, they've created their brand new religion. And a lot of them, whether they know it or not, are embracing this religion. And they have a very specific, uh, I guess you could say, they have a very specific framework. So when you ask them, like we were asking them, how many genders are there? You know, they're like infinite. It's just a construct. Like the idea of gender is just a construct. And then we'd be like, okay, so how many sexes are there? You know, and they'd be like, well, two, sometimes three, if you want to count intersex or whatever. And they'd be like, how many sexes can have babies? And they'd still be like, uh, not the people that don't, that haven't bought in wholesale to the religion yet. Like you talk to normal people that, but that, but they're super LGBT affirming and stuff like that. But they're just normal mostly. Then they would right. just be like, I mean, I think just the just just the just the female sex could do that. But if you talk to somebody that actually knows the tenets of their new religion, and they heard one of the other people who isn't out as devout as them, like the person I'm talking about who's new to the thing but is affirming and all, they'd be like, no, actually, you know, and they would correct them. Or whatever, and and they would correct them with like you're out of line morally. Do you get it? You're you're out yeah. of line morally. You you're the only reason you think that is because you've been conditioned to think that. There's no by such thing as supremacy. objective. Yeah, by by the white supremacist system that you live mm-hmm. in, whether you know it or not. You th- you're wearing white supremacist glasses, and you've never ever ever been able to take them off. And so everything, if we tell you that's actually a white supremacist thing, you have to submit because the only people that are not wearing the glasses are the professors that told you the information that you're knowing. So you literally have one very specific source of truth, and it's these, uh, it's these cultural Marxists, which James Lindsay goes over in his book. I was listening to it while I was in New York City. Yeah, and it's James just, Lindsay's awesome. 
yeah, he's really helping me kind of get like my head around what's actually occurring right now and why people are having so many stupid arguments. And so I watch all these kids that are incredibly confused that basically have just thrown away the idea of standard standards of truth or morality or whatever, because it all comes from this system that, you know, built the greatest nation in the history of the world. And but anyway, so that's that's my takeaway. My takeaway is that this is race Marxism and it engulfs and inflames every single thing that it touches. And it is meant to be an actual mind virus where it takes over. So that's what we're up against right now, as far as like the way that we think and all. And, uh, I noticed that, uh, there was no shame in anything. I noticed that no shame. I saw boobs everywhere. Girls just walking out with their boobs at a hundred percent. Um, people making I mean, out is that legal. So is that legal? Oh, I don't know. But the cops aren't doing anything about anything, bro. You know what I mean? Anywhere. And I'm not saying that New York police, like I didn't, I didn't witness any crimes or anything like that while I was there besides literal women walking around with their boobs out. But like, I'm pretty sure they could just say they identify as a male and then they'd have to go to court. And guess what's going to happen if you go to court and D and you know, the DA is going to be like, Oh, okay, well they are a boy. So why did you arrest them in the first place? You know what I mean? Ugh. I mean, I saw a native American woman. She was probably 270 pounds underneath this big fountain. Just, big old boobies out in the world for everybody to see. And I was just like, what the beep? Like, it was really funny, you know, like in my head, cause this is, <sighs> but what's interesting is you just get used to it so fast. You know, we had protesters yeah. actually, what was interesting. We had me and Alex had protesters. They were mainly, mainly there for Alex, but one of the bill, one of the little cardboard signs said, Alex Stein and Rasta boss are racists. No right? way. Yeah. So they were out at, uh, uh, there was probably eight of them, uh, that were out at the comedy show when we were done but they didn't even know who I was. So I came out there and talked to them and all of them were covering their faces with glasses, with sunglasses and with mouth, uh, with masks and with the cardboard signs. And so I came out there, <laughs> talked for a little uh, bit and I was like, what are you guys, what are you doing? Like, tr you know, bullying people for being trans is wrong. That's what one of the signs says. And I was like, yes, hundred percent. That's wrong. What else you got? And I read the next one and it was like, being uh being racist is wrong and i was like yes we agree 100 percent on this next and i just kept going so i was just deflating each and every person's argument that they had on their stupid cardboard you know and i'd be like so so why are you guys here i was like who who are these signs against did y'all find somebody that was not us and they were like who who are you you know they didn't even know who i was bro and they were protesting they didn't even know who alex stein was they thought it was somebody else that wasn't even him that had a beard and everything you know, and Alex Stein's like baby face Tucker Carlson. So like you couldn't mistake him if you even knew See, anything. That's why so they must I, I be wonder, paid. Well, exactly. And that's what I was going to say. They had you, to be that's paid. What, that's what you think. If they don't know what you look like, they yeah. don't know who you are. They don't have personal pers animosity. Wow. But they faked yep. like they did. They faked like they did. Like it was like one or two of them was super hype and upset or whatever, but didn't even know who we were. And it was just like, I'm a, I'm a this. Like they were trying to say that, like they were saying that like, they were mad at Alex Stein because Alex Stein called out that that drag queen in Dallas who was dancing yeah. in front of the children, shaking her butt, shaking his butt. Who whatever. then later got arrested for pedophilia. <laughs> I don't know if it was that one. I don't know which one it was, but whatever, whatever one it was, they were mad at him and they were saying that he was bullying queer folk. And I was like, are you talking about when the when that person shook their ass sexually in front of children or whatever? And then he went after that person. And they were like, yes, that's bullying queer folk. I was like, you mean like you guys are doing to us right now? Like standing outside yelling about stuff that you think we did something immoral? I was like, we still think that's immoral. Exactly. And, they, and, they, and, and then they were like, 
It's not immoral. Why do you think it was immoral? And they just started talking about how the only reason kids shouldn't see sexual stuff is because of our construct, our social construct, right? And then they started, and then one of them who's a trans person who's becoming a woman, I guess it looked like, was like, I've got mammary glands and pulled up their shirt right in front of me. And we're like grabbing their boob and like pointing it at my face. And we're like, what, what, like, what are you going to do? And she was like, I'm a, I think she said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dyke that'll stomp you or something like that is what she said to me. And, and I just look, I could, you know, you can tell if people mean business or not. And I was like, she was right in my face and I was just like, no, you won't, you know? And then she just walked, she turned around and walked away or whatever. But it was just, it was really interesting to see these people get so angry about this stuff. And I was like, we aren't on the same page. You don't think that's wrong, but you guys have only had this belief for like three years. You know, everybody before three years ago thought this was wrong. Right. Yeah. And I was like, can you expect all of us to just transition because you've transitioned mentally? I was like, what makes your moral system superior to ours? What have you built? What has been built with your moral system that we should want to adhere to from America, the greatest country in the history of the world? You know, and I was just like, you know, we were just going back and forth. But that's once again, I noticed it was all social constructs in their mind. So they are basically they have a mind virus. And they're yep. battling everybody who doesn't have the same mind virus. You know what I'm saying? And they're really antagonistic. And I think they're being paid. Um, a lot well, of them. They're, they're paid. But then, like, I mean, I, we've, I, we've seen a lot of these interviews with a lot of these people. And sometimes they'll even say, yeah, they, they, they're now calling it gender confused. Like, they identify as, yeah, I'm gender confused, where they really don't know what they are. Um, and I was just reading a story right before our, our, we came on here on the podcast of a 17-year-old girl that... It was broke, broke down, bawling her her eyes out after she removed her breast and went through testosterone and the whole thing. And, you know, that she said that she was pressured by the physician and the doctor to do all of these things Mm. so that she can, which, again, the doctor is getting paid by the government. The government's giving free funding in the state of California to pay for this gender transition. Pharmaceutical companies getting paid. Yeah. I mean, they're get they're getting bank. It's the same dude. It's the same thing that we saw with abortion. I know that you did a video about this, and a lot of people have been talking about this. But you know, when when Roe versus Wade went, you know, got overturned, we saw all of these woke corporations. They started coming out and saying, "We're going to fund. We're going to pay for your travel. We're going to pay for your abortions if you live in a state where it's banned." And again, these corporations, these doctors, these physicians, the government—they don't give a crap about if you about women's health care or women's rights. This is pure, I mean these corporations are will gladly pay pay three, four, five thousand dollars to pay for their travel, pay for their abortion, kill their kid, so that that woman does not have to go on maternity leave where they have to drop ten to fifteen grand over the next six months to pay or not even probably more for her check yeah, because there has to be a benefit it can't simply be that the corporations that are are one hundred profit focused are all of a sudden willing to drop four grand there has to be stipulations in place where they're like if you've worked for us for this long if we have a contract for with you to work for this much longer and we can guarantee that it's an roi then we'll do it because that's the only reason they do stuff is because of rois there's no way that amazon needs more workers dude everybody in the world that lives near an amazon if they're broke they work at amazon so they don't need more people think of we're talking 65 million babies were aborted over the last you know since roe versus wade um was put into to law by the supreme court i mean how much money 
of did corporations save by all of those women aborting their kids, all 65 million? I mean, think about, we're talking billions of dollars, billions upon billions of dollars that these corporations. I guess you're right, because they'd have to hire new people. Of course, faster. they would have to hire new people for nine months. For I'd love six to see months. the spreadsheet. I would love to see the spreadsheet and the proposals to Kroger and all that. Like, who's their budget person who said, "Look at the money. Look at the bottom dollar." Yeah. You know, they've. Got, I bet you they're going to be getting funding from the federal government too for subsidizing those types of uh, actions. You know, the government will give them a eighteen hundred dollars stipend or something per person that they have to whatever for, and, and then it'll be, I don't know, something. But that's, I'm not sure if that'll wild. that'll work. I don't know if that would work in the states that are going to ban it. Um, Cause I mean, there are a lot of states that have already have. And, and again, you know, I've had a lot of conversations. I mean, first of all, th- thank God that Roe versus Wade was overturned. I mean, that is a prayer. That is something yeah, that we have been. Yeah. That is something that we have been praying about for a very long time. And, um, and again, like I had a lot of tough conversations over the last couple of days with, a lot of women and a lot of concerns. Um, but nine out of the 10 women that I talked to about this specific issue, they all, every single one did not know nor did agree with late term abortion. They didn't even know that it was legal in states like Utah or Colorado um, Oregon, Washington, California, New York, that you can actually walk into an abortion clinic one week before your due date and go kill your baby. And, you know, and again, they say, and, and one of the number one things that people are saying, like majority of the abortions, the majority of them are because of rape and incest and death of the mother, and it's in the first four weeks. Hold on a second. I just found a stat from 2012, or no, 2015, where, listen to this, 0.001% of all abortions incest. Yeah, I don't know about that. Zero, th- those stats. The one David Harris Jr. put up? Oh, there's been a lot. Yeah. But no, this, this came from Statistica. Uh, this one's 2015. Okay. You, see the, you know where it's from, though? Yeah, Statistica. Um, okay. All right. We'll keep going. Keep going. I'll yeah. shut up. Keep going. I like it. Um. Then you have, but you had ni- over 90%, which I believe this. I mean, it sounds about right too. Over 90% of abortions in the country are just elective. Has nothing to do with death of the mother. Has nothing to do with a woman that was raped. Has nothing to do with um, the woman's life was endangered by the pregnancy. Right. When you look I mean, at these- the 6% category, right, the one right above that. 6% category. You see where it's got 90% is uh, what you just said, where it's elective. And then the next biggest category was like 6%, where it was social or economic pressure. Right. Or something like that. Well, okay, that's still elective. <laughs> you know, so it's elective. really like 96, 97% is elective. Yeah. Well, and, with and varying is, degrees of inconvenience. And, and, the, you know, and when I had these conversations with some of these women, these women um, you know, because majority of, you know, they, they first, they always say, you know, first of all, you as a man, you shouldn't be able to say anything. I'm like, hold on a second. The moment that a woman, and again, this might be controversial to some women that are listening. So, and this is just my opinion and I'm going to say it, but the moment that a woman opens up her legs, lets the man have sex with that person without a condom, 
and then decides to not have a morning after pill and also decides, I mean, there's so many things that you could end up um, doing before it even gets to the point where you're 12, 18, 25, 30, 35 weeks pregnant. Um, there's so many things that could end up happening. But before all of that, what this is going to do, because one of the main things that they're saying is that this, what about for the women that are, that don't have money and they can afford to go to, across state lines? Let's just say you live in Oklahoma. And I'm like, well, what this is going to do is cause people to think about having sex, raw dogging, like there's now consequences. Yeah. This like is called you should being have been a, thinking. Yes, exactly. And and more than anything, bro, what this is going to do, yes, are there certain people that this may affect, which I don't even think that uh, you know, states that are banning it, they're not banning it for death of the mother, uh, incest and rape. I believe those three two or three instances, it's not fully banned. And again, let that be debatable. Um, that's to me, sure, whatever. But when you have now states and women that now have to think about, hold on a second, I need to have a morning after pill ready on hand because if we have, if I have Wait sex a minute, with someone, I should be more responsible about this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be great to not have to butcher things every four months? Like what in the it, world? Of course. I even see the gains, the funny Instagram posts and everything, and they're just talking about being more careful about getting pregnant. And I'm like, wonderful. Way to go, everybody. Like, (laughs) even if we just got this, that's great. You know, like, and I hear you on the incest and the rape and stuff like that. I still don't think it's okay, me personally, uh, because it's like we don't blame the father. We don't don't throw the sins of the father onto the, the, the conscience of the child, you know, either way. But... I under, like I always tell them like if you want to argue about it, okay, you give me the other ninety nine percent where it's just elective basically, and I'll give you the one percent if you want, and we'll have ninety nine percent less abortions in the country. Exactly. You know, well, not only that, and when and when 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 one of the girls you know brought that up, um, I said I said so and so, if you, let's just say God forbid you did get raped, what's the first thing? I was like, you're a smart woman. What's the first thing that you would do? Oh, I'd go and take, I'd go to Walgreens right away and I'd get the morning after pill and I pop it. I'm like, why is that so difficult? Like, why are we giving culture a pass? And Gen Z, yes, and millennials so many passes. You have like the technology and the healthcare that we have nowadays with condoms. You didn't have condoms, I don't know how many years ago. Morning after pills, I mean, you have so many different ways. Where number one, I mean, back in the day, hundred years ago, you weren't having sex with twenty five people a year. That's number one. Culture went to trash because we idolize Hollywood and sex and what what's happened to education. So that's number one. But number two, now okay, people are going to have sex. Okay, but be responsible about it. Wear a condom. If you don't wear a condom, don't let them nut inside you. <laughs> and if you're going yeah, to allow simple. even, and then if you're if you have an accident. You go get the morning after pill as a worse. Do I like the morning after pill? No. Would I rather you t- rather have a woman take a morning? If 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 that happened to me, would I rather have a woman take morning after pill versus waiting 12, 18 weeks to have an abortion? Yes. Why? Because you know that there's not a baby inside that's going to actually feel pain. Does it end life? I know there's debates and all that, but what I'm saying is in a nutshell – what this is going to do is actually way bigger than just abortion and in healthcare. What this is actually going to do is force 
culture to begin to take personal responsibility. That's what this is going to do, and I think sure. it's going to be a great thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't see, yeah, like all these, every, like, I'm surprised in a different way. What I've seen in this process is a lot of people that I was like, yeah, they're definitely pro-choice yeah, or definitely pro, pro-life, pro-life are yeah, actually like backtracking entirely and being like, this yep. is wrong to do to women. And I'm like, yep, what? Like, yeah. I mean, there's so we can hash out all of the moral in- intricacies if you want right now, like me and you have done so many times in this in this podcast, you know, but like we don't have to do that right now. I'm just saying it's sad to see that people are like, like, finally, finally, there's 70 million people, 70 million people are gone that would otherwise right. be here right now. That's like the entire eastern coast, <laughs> like well, seven, is- 70 million people are dead that would otherwise be here. And we have plenty of room for them. Don't let people lie to you. You know, or whatever, like, if you look at the map of the population of the U.S. and where it's located, bro, well, there's so much room for so many more people. Even even Elon Musk is like, no, we need sig- we could have so many more people in the world and we don't have enough, you know, type of thing. I believe there's, there's 40, 42 million African Americans in the United States and over 26 million African American babies have been aborted. I mean, we're talking... Over that's, the last, that's like almost se- like what sixty percent. So, yeah, dude. no more. So we're talking twenty six oh, no, no, to forty two. Yeah, I guess oh, you're right. Let, no, you're right. That is like that's like sixty uh, percent, something like that. We're talking that the African American race was convinced by racist white Democrats with government funding to murder and end. Over sixty percent of their offspring, over in the over the entire nation, in the last seventy years. Yeah, it's just whack, dude. I can't believe. I just can't believe some of the stuff that I'm hearing now, though, from the people that I thought were pro life. That would be like, thank God, there's less death. They're just like, women should still be able to choose. And I'm like, choose to kill. You know, because like, right. Basically, what we found now that the dust is settled. You are not the just the majority. Sorry, you're not yeah. the majority. Look. So like the reason you had so much wind in your sails is because everybody's doing it. Actually, the United States is pretty is pretty gruesome in comparison to most other countries when it comes to abortion. And so now what you're seeing is an actual pushback of people where their real actual stances are. And you're mad that the rest of the world didn't think of it like you thought of it. And you're like, I thought we either, we were the ones who I thought everybody thought like this. And it's like, nope, actually. And so what it is, it's an affront morally to them because somebody's calling them out and going, no, yeah. whole states think what you're doing is immoral and evil. Yeah. Whole, whole states think it. Governors, senators, Congress, people... Entire people groups think what you are doing is actually literally barbaric. Murder. Yeah. Murder. Yeah. It's murder. And and so there's only one response to that. And that's either to go, oh my God, is what I'm doing murder and change your ways, or you have to gnash your teeth and cover your ears. Right. Right. So we're yeah, watching you're, you're right. either you're willing or either you're willing and you're morality and whether you are holding up to a line of expectations morally is something that matters to you and you're going to make some changes and you're willing to be malleable when it comes to your behavior or you are what you are and the rest of the world can go to hell like in your mind the rest of the like i am this way it is this way which is a lot of the spirit of what i'm talking about when i say this new marxist ideology and stuff um it's you know but anyway so it's 
it's it's just scary to see so many people that are backtracking on it because they're just not familiar with the topics either. You know what I'm saying? Uh, well, they're not they're not familiar with their topics, and they really like again. Most of those people, I guarantee you, they have not learned and watched the process of how a late term abortion happens. Well, or or how, or they think that how a second trimester abortion happens. Yeah, you're gonna say, or they think that that we shouldn't we shouldn't set into law our religious beliefs like that's what somebody was saying that i know yesterday from you know kansas city and they were like uh i think it's wrong but i don't think that we should be le- le- uh, legislating our religion and i'm like that and he was like jesus never tried to change the culture of rome by getting to the governors and i'm like that's because that was a kingdom that was an empire. This is not that. We are right. the kings. We are the governors. The government works for us and institutes what our desires are. So it's in, it's it's prevalent. It's 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 important that you would let your actual Christian beliefs be known and attempt to get those established in the land to some degree. I'm not saying that I don't want to bully people into our faith. That's not what this is about. I don't want people right. to be like practicing Christianity when they're not even Christians. What all I'm saying is there seems to be a moral guideline about when you can murder, when you can kill humans, and the re in the in the times that you can kill humans is like this big of an opportunity in the U.S. They have to be actually attempting to kill you, and that's pretty right. much the same stance that I take when it comes to a baby. If it's an ectopic pregnancy, it's going to kill you. So it's okay that if 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 the baby has to die in that scenario because we don't trade life for life. But what y'all have done is acted like that's not a moral stance that we've ever had, and you're acting like it's it's either what y'all used to say was it's not a life. But I've right. noticed that nobody says that now. They go, it's a life, but da-da-da-da-da. Like, dude, I watched uh, Don Riviera or whatever the heck her name is um, on on The View, whatever her name is, the Hispanic woman who used to call herself yeah. a Republican. And she was like... Oh, Anna, Anna Navarro. Anna Navarro, that's who it is. I don't know what I said, but uh, Anna Navarro. Yeah, and she was like, I know that we need to have the ability to have abortions because my brother... Yeah, is disabled. a 57-year-old yeah. Down syndrome person with the mental capacity of a one-year-old. And I'm like, and, and I know how hard that is for a family. It would have been better to Yeah, he should have been dead. He should have been dead. I get to decide. We get to decide who gets to live and who gets to die, even though life was given to me freely and I didn't earn it at all. He had to meet this bar of expectations for him to be allowed into the circle yeah. of existence. How yeah. sick for you to think that you get to legislate or that you get to determine who gets to come through the free corridor of life. You know what I'm saying? How sick of you to think that they aren't worth living. Have you talked to Down syndrome people? Have you talked to them? Have you asked them what they think? Because they do give their opinion sometimes, and they'll be like, please don't abort your babies because they're like me. You know what I'm saying? And bro, it's the saddest shit in the world, and these people act like they speak for the downtrodden groups. These people right. act like they speak for the least of us. You guys are sick. They are the absolute least of us. And then she no. talks about, she even said, not only has my 57-year-old brother been a burden to our family, but I've got a granddaughter now who has Down right. syndrome, and it is hard, and not everybody can do it. And since it's hard and not everybody can do it, whatever it is, right, take care of the child that you have, we should just kill it. That is yeah. apocalyptic literature. That's like apocalyptic lang- language for eugenics. You are basically saying you want to decide based on genetics who gets to live or die. That is yeah. insane. Poverty, hardship, special needs, uh, convenience does ne- never is justified by death. 
Yeah. Just never. Like well, it, this, it just, this it, kid's it, gonna suffer. They're gonna grow up without parents that even like them and whatever. So we should just kill them now. Easy. Now, now again, there are things that need to be placed into law. Like, because again, the government is amazing, especially the federal government is great at causing problems and then they have the solution. And so one thing that they don't want to have is a good, easy solution for abortion because one of the greatest solutions for abortion is adoption. But having an adoption, I mean, one of our good buddies, you know, Isaac Meyer, cost him almost 70 grand to adopt his child. He had to pay. $70,000, $70,000, and I know so many people, I have so many friends, they, you know, I'm, I asked them how much their adoption costs, 45 grand, 60 grand, 35 grand, 55 grand. Why the hell does it cost anything right. for a family that to is say, willing let to us take one? Yes, that is going to to cost them money and time and energy and stress. Do you want the government taxes paying for another human or would you like a family who's willing to take it on? Why don't you incentivize that? You're already going to blow money on the foster care system. Why would you not just be like, here's two grand a year to help out? It's something we would still be like, sounds good to me. I'll take it and I'll run with it, dude. If you took the funding that the federal government gave to Planned Parenthood and you replaced that funding to families, moms and dads and parents that would to help fund and pay for the lawyers for them to adopt and then also give them one year or two years of relief of funding to help the better life of the kid. Holy crap, we would see a complete change of culture in this entire nation. We would see the foster care system be completely cleaned out. We would see abortion. We would have moms and dads lined up. Dude, how many dude, how many couples do you know? I, I hear it all the time. I know them I've right never now. heard Jane that they can't have a ki- they can't have a kid. Yeah. They they can't have kids whether it's because of the food we're eating, the vaccines that we're taking, or whatever the hell it is. Yeah, whatever the thing is. Whatever the thing is, a lot of couples aren't able to have children. And now couples are having to fork out an entire year's salary. Yeah, they have to buy a in Tesla order in order to, to get a kid. Yeah. To get the kid it's, off the government good. nipple. And it's like, look, I understand you got to run checks and balances or whatever to make sure these people are legit and they're not going to traffic the kid or something like that. But foster care is doing that sometimes anyway. So, I mean, what? Spend, spend five grand on making sure they're a legit couple. Like, if you can't do it, government, me and Jordan can. I'll come up with a system tomorrow to figure out whether somebody's legit or not. I'll go through yeah. every one of their families. I'll hire somebody for 15 bucks an hour to ask legit questions and be like, don't, don't lie. Is this person crappy or are they a pretty good person? Like, you could ask these questions and get to the bottom of the skinny so fast you know what i mean and it's and it's like they they're just not trying and that's the thing with government if you give them anything it turns to it turns to ash you know it's like right. stop letting these people control anything man yeah and and you know, you know this is the same for the for the lgbtq pride whole alphabet community plus the the abortion um, uh, community is that they never want to talk about the statistics they they're completely irrelevant and when you actually start digging into the depression rates, the suicide rates, um, you know, the pr- alcohol and drugs, and how all of these people in these that are going through these gender transitions, or they identify a certain way, or they're gender fluid, or I mean, I was reading some stats. I have some stats here from earlier. Um, you know, from a family. I'm sorry, not from a family. From 
uh, statistics from an abortion where you know 37% of women are more likely to be depressed after they have an abortion. 155% more likely to commit suicide. Whoa. But we don't want to have these conversations because we don't want to talk about the effects that these horrible you know, solutions to our personal responsibility um, have turned into. So it's sad, it's heartbreaking, and, um, you know, we're, we are gonna, I mean, again, and again, this, this, the fight just begun. I mean, yes, I think things are gonna calm down. Majority of people think that abortion just got banned nationwide. That's not what happened. All this did was send it back to the states, which is where it should have been the entire time. If California wants to vote, to you be able to murder your kid at 37 weeks and the majority of that population is voting for that and they want that, that California is going to have that. That's the way our democracy works. Maybe. Is it, I don't know. I'm with you. I understand what you mean. I just think that I'm, I think there might be some pushes from the Supreme Court over the next little while. That they're like, I don't know what Contangi Jackson or whatever the heck her name is is going to do when she gets in there. I feel like she's a human wrecking ball trying to destroy the whole thing. I feel like that's going to oh, happen. Yeah. Like everybody else played ball, but she's not coming there to play ball. I feel like she's coming there to be loud. But she, and, but it's not good. But right now we, ha- I mean, we just have the clear was six three majority right now. Yeah, so yeah. she won't be able to stop everything, but she, I bet you she'll be able to delay certain things from happening because she's clearly political. If you can't yeah, tell but, me what a male and a female is, you are political. You have yeah, you have aligned yourself able. to the race Marxists of the day, and you are clearly not an American in my understanding. So no yeah. thanks. But yeah, I think they might. I think they might end up, you know, putting some sanctity on life potentially, hopefully, and being like, you actually right. can't just kill them. You can't. It's not right because um, everybody's just going to go to California and do it. And and speaking of that, and we're going to wrap this thing up here because we got to we got to wrap this thing up in about five minutes. I mean, speaking of life, I mean, I was reading this a little bit ago, and this is again, this is the issue with our our education. I mean, not our education system, but fentanyl kills more Americans under forty five than COVID, heart disease, gun violence, car accidents, and California judges combined. I mean, and you know, I was just reading this article from Fox News earlier today, bro, and they found a hundred and fifty thousand fentanyl pills in california they busted two guys and the soros backed judge let them both walk wow a hundred i mean dude do you know how many people that will how many americans will die from those hundred and fifty thousand fentanyl pills and the soros da judge let them walk the sheriff's pissed off but this is again this is why our police aren't even enforcing the law anymore because they end up enforcing the law and then the judge and the district attorneys yep. or the city attorneys just let them walk. Right, because they're, they're outside funded. There's a reason that countries have banned George Soros altogether. Yeah, exactly. So, But all right, fam, well, we're going to wrap this thing up. Yep. We love you guys. Much um, love, everybody. Don't, Good week. Yeah, don't, excited, for the, excited for the victories. Let's keep going, and let's play offense now. we got two years left to really let them see how bad things are and keep pushing. I mean, just to hear, Ross, what you said earlier, how you were talking to people in New York City, one of the most liberal cities in the world, at one of the most liberal, progressive, Marxist events in the world, and you heard many of them say, I miss Trump. <laughs> you know yeah. it's bad. Or at least they hated <laughs> Biden. Or they hated Biden. I mean, gosh. Um, 
you know, people are, are starting to realize what's happening and uh, there's a lot of debuts that's happening and we're actually starting to see the fruit of what Trump did in those four years of office, um, setting up those conservative judges and, uh, you know, it's, it's a good thing for culture. It's going to be a good thing for our families. It's going to be a good thing for the country. We love you guys. We'll be back next week. We'll hopefully see you on the Instagram live, see you in the fearless community. Look at the links below in the description to see how you can join us and be a part of our weekly Zoom nights uh, where we go, we talk about different topics and discussions. We love you guys. We'll be back next week. God bless.